Hello, this is Merck Soul, and you are listening to Merck Soul's Library, a podcast in which I come to you and relay various messages from books within my library. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today, we have The Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee. Classic, iconic, just wow. So, not that should be necessary at this point, but for those of you who don't know who Bruce Lee is, he was a man of many talents, most well-known in mainstream media as the martial arts uh, superstar from the movies. Um, he was born in November 1940, died in July 1973, but he was a martial artist, a philosopher, an actor, director, just a man of many talents. Now, this book is a pretty important book for his career because I believe this was the book that he wrote when he suffered a a debilitating injury where he was basically, I guess, bedridden. Um, Doctors, I believe, told him he would never, you know, kind of do martial arts, you know, or be as active as he was you know, prior to the the um, the accident, so while he was uh, recovering and going through therapy and rehab and all that, he put his mind to work, and now we have the Tao of Jeet Kune Do. And Jeet Kune Do is the martial art style that Bruce Lee created, which is pretty impressive feat. I mean, if you think about trying to create something that's new in a world that's pretty saturated with that that idea already, it's like, I think of, you know, telling someone to come create a new cheeseburger, you know, it's, you can put a bunch of stuff on there, but it's still going to be a cheeseburger. Now, now, if you put something on there that nobody wants to eat, it could still be new, but it's not useful. So for him to be able to create something, have it be completely new and useful is very impressive. Um, There's only so many ways you can punch a person. So for him to be able to create a system that perfects that is, uh, yeah, it's crazy. If you uh, take light of the of the challenge, I implore you to attempt create your own martial art and let me know how it works out. But his martial art, Jeet Kune Do, loosely translates to the way of the intercepting fist. So I'm gonna hit you before you even, you know, can hit me. I will, you know, intercept. That, uh, that punch you're throwing with, with a faster punch of mine. 
loosely translate it. But that's what this book goes into. Breaks down the philosophies of his martial art as well as a uh, structured, practical approach to how he developed and created it. So it's pretty impressive. It's a pretty good read. It's very inspirational. Even if you're not into martial arts, it's the equivalent of, I think, if Mozart wrote a book on how he created pieces, you know, it's like, what was his process? What what uh, affected him as a human being that then was expressed in his art? In this case, Bruce Lee's art was martial arts. So let's get to it. So if you've ever been curious about Bruce Lee's martial art um, from his perspective, because he did write this book, which is the greatest thing about that for me, because there's a lot of other books out there that are, you know, compilations of some of his writings by other people or interpretations of his writings by other people. This is, you know, his actual, um, his, his own actual thoughts. So that's pretty nice and significant because, I mean, he was born in 1940, died in 1973. So let's think about the eras, you know, the decades he lived through. Um, you know, regardless of how close he was to the, the the events, like they affected him directly as well. But specifically, you know, you got the you got World War Two in the forties. Um, so you've you've got the Cold War in the fifties. Then um, you got civil rights movements in the sixties. You know, like a lot of things that in the forties and fifties. To me, that's going to speak to the, you know, we all know that white America can be pretty harsh, uh, especially for, you know, a young Chinese man. So, you know, if you look into when he comes to America as a, you know, as a, as a young man, because he was born in America, um, but he comes back later on, and there's just this kind of slap in the face from reality. America's, you know, the land of opportunity, and it's got this this great promise. But then when you get here, as a Chinese man, you're you're awoken to the the sobering reality of of of, of you know. Of, of discrimination and racism. So the opportunities that were supposedly promised to anybody who could work hard was stipulated by the fine print. And the fine print was as long as you can work hard and you don't look like Bruce Lee. So it was difficult for him uh, in the beginning. I'm sure it was difficult throughout his entire life, but I can't prove that wasn't there. I do know that most of his accolades came after his death, you know, close to or after his death. So it's it's pretty sad that he didn't get to, you know, enjoy more fruits of his labors while he was alive. But the tone of these times in the background, I think, also play a part for his martial arts because 
during the Cold War, you've got this sense of of fear that everyone's feeling in the country. You know, you've got, uh, you know, the atomic bomb that was just dropped a decade or so previous to the Cold War, and now Cold War era, we're talking about, you know, nuclear bombs, and then the 60s, the civil rights movements, uh, and the civil rights movements encompassed a lot of minorities, not just, um, you know, black minorities, but women, um, Latin American, Chinese, you know, everybody. That was a significant time in civil rights for a lot of minority groups. And it's to me, it speaks to the backdrop of, of a craving for freedom. And I think I see that in his martial art. It's a way to express your body freely. I mean, there's even a quote on one of the inside pages uh, for the dedication and he says this book is dedicated to the free creative martial artists take what is useful and develop from there hello this is Merck Soul and you are listening to Merck Souls Library, a podcast in which I come to you and relay various messages from books within my library. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, relax. We're back. It's okay. We're back. So in the book, the breakdown, um, I'm just reading from the table of contents here, but it's pretty well structured. Um, it talks about the, you know, the preliminaries, the qualities, the tools, uh, preparations, uh, mobility, attack. Um, and, you know, he's bringing all these elements from other martial arts that previously existed and, you know, tweaking and shaving and adding all of the best parts. Um, if you look around on some online message boards, there's probably a little following of people that think and like to believe Bruce Lee's could be like the father of you know MMA because of how his approach to his style that he started to develop. Um, my favorite part of this book, though, my favorite section is qualities because that is you know these are the qualities that he deems important regardless of, you know, how many people agree on it, he chose these qualities. And I love this section because they're practical things that you can use no matter what style you practice. Um, even if you're not doing martial arts, if you're doing any type of, like, physical activity, any, you know, high-performance athleticism, 
if you just want to get in really, really good shape, I mean, you can use this exactly the way he, I believe, wants everyone to use it in your own way that works best for you. But he talks about coordination and power, endurance, balance, body feel, form, vision, timing, and most importantly, attitude. So these, to me, have like sort of a philosophical undertone, especially when you get towards the end of the attitude, which isn't new. You go into a lot of martial arts dojos and studios, and it's one of the alluring qualities, especially for parents to put their kids in, mar in martial arts. It, it helps with certain characteristic traits, attitude being one of them. But even that, he curated his own perspective on it. It's not this, you know, no offense, this this Happy Meal cookie cutter version of, you know, what you're going to get in most places. It's, it's more about the actual art of martial arts and the practical use of it. You know, he's not saying go out and be a hard-ass, badass, but, you know, let's not kid ourselves here. If you are a fighter, you need to train to fight. And when it's time to fight, fight. Pretty pretty to the point. Um, you know, it's like... People who practice Jeet Kune Do, which I have a little bit of an issue with that term. I'll get to that later. Like to... You know, they believe in minimal effort with maximum effect and extreme speed. And if you look at some of Bruce Lee's demonstrations, you can see that. I mean, you can look that you look at his movies in a less practical way and still see his speed and and, and explosive power. But the qualities of that he puts down on paper for anybody to pick up and study and apply for themselves in various instances, regardless of whatever style. Um, I myself can attribute to it in a sense of like giving a martial art edge, but also just in a sense of fitness. It's He is a great sense of, he was ahead of his time when it comes to fitness, uh, supplements, calisthenics, all that. It's great. It's a great reference just on that basis alone. Hey, relax. We're back. It's okay. We're back. So if you get this book, read it, study it, will you walk away being able to utilize the martial arts style of Jeet Kune Do? Maybe. Maybe not. Personally, I don't... I don't see Jeet Kune Do as an actual martial art style. Don't mean that as a diss by any any way, but I do believe that it's not what Bruce Lee wanted 
as a as a finished product. I think that he had a lot more to add to it and a lot more work to do with it before it was before it could be considered a a, 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 a you know a well-rounded system um, for practical use. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't things that you can take from it and use practically, but I don't think that you could say that is an entire martial arts system um, compared to other systems that have a lot of historical development as just as well as cultural development. Um, not that it's not there in Jeet Kune Do, it's just in its infancy, I believe. Um, it's you know, one of the newest martial arts conceptualized in our age. So it's unfortunate that the original creator isn't here to, you know, continue to add to it. But as a philosophy, I think it is hardy enough to call it a philosophy, a complete philosophy, um, in my opinion. But... Like I've said in the past, don't take my word for it. Go get the book. Check it out. I think it'll definitely be a, a very valuable uh, work for your library. So with that, I'll uh, bring this to a close. Um, with just a few, few quotes from the late and great, iconic, Master Lee. Give up thinking as though not giving it up. Observe techniques as though not observing. The aim of art is to project an inner vision into the world, to state an aesthetic creation the deepest psychic and personal experiences of a human being. It is to enable those experiences to be intelligible and generally recognized within the total framework of an ideal world. Art reveals itself in psychic understanding of the inner essence of things and gives form to the relation of man with nothing, with the nature of the absolute. Thanks for joining me, and I hope to catch you again on Merck Souls Library. Bye-bye.